0: Everybody, welcome to the Love Hour podcast. I'm your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host,
1: the Budget Nisto. I'm Kev on stage.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the i'm kevin on stage
0: and we are joined today well first i always do this backwards if this is your first time here thank you so much for joining us on the love our podcast we talk about life love and the pursuit of happiness as real life people who are not experts do not put me on a mantle or a pedestal because i assure you i will fail you but who we have with us today is none other than Tiffany the budgetista, who is a New York Times bestselling
1: author what? for
0: what? her book that was just recently released called Get Good With Money. Please help me welcome her to the podcast.
1: And she's also NAACP Image Award nominee yes. in the category of uh, Outstanding Social Media Personality. Did you get your, uh, your little certificate? I did. I did. All right. Cool. I, I got did. mine, too. I'm going to frame yes. it.
0: <laughs> oh, I did. Like, that was so exciting. It was really cool, actually, when they did the um, the uh, a nominees announcements to see. Uh, I think four of the five I like knew knew. Yeah, you know, I thought that was so cool to mm-hmm. be like you know so familiar um, with some of the people, and I thought they did a good job. They right? did. Yeah. I was happy yeah. when I got the
2: email. I'm not gonna lie. I thought. I said, "Oh, this must be like the other NAACP awards." <laughs> <or, 'cause- laughs> I couldn't, you know what I mean? I a I had just woke up from a nap and I was like, Oh, this must be like the junior Award or like the because I couldn't wrap my mind like not me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know what? Yeah, I mean? right. And then I was like, oh my God. So I told my sister, I said, something about endable to be image award, like it's the other one. She's like, Ain't no other one. So I just started screaming. <laughs> just started screaming
0: ain't no other one, no other one. <laughs> we were kind of i think had the same mentality we were kind of floored shocked
1: because the, the other the other nominees for the other tv categories were out yeah yeah so, so like yeah. oh people had already been out so okay all right then Then that happened i was like wait, wait no that's huh? how i've seen was like... people was nominated for best actor Yes, <laughs> and then it was like, "Where well, are we going to an
2: event? Is this going to be?" Yes, work? you know I was mad. I was. Like, oh, <laughs> Tiffany. I was like, I would oh, be been oh, been like, "Hey, well, Smith, <laughs> Jada girl." <laughs> so like, I was ready. My husband was like, "Ooh, are we going to see some rappers?" I'm like, "Slow down."
1: Listen, <laughs> they was. We, that was the first question we asked. We, mm-hmm. What time is the party? What do what, I? Why? So Melissa was like, when they was like, "Ain't no party," <laughs> Then Melissa was like, "I bet there ain't." I'm a make for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, awesome. that was awesome. That was first of all.
2: Once I was like, okay, I said we finna win it. And I saw the nominees. I said we finna celebrate either way when we lose. <laughs> exactly. I was already like, it's okay. Because I said, I saw I said, Congratulations, Tabitha Brown. I knew. <laughs> I, literally, I, I'm not even mad. Congra- I said, let me focus on my book. Because what I'm not going to do is give energy where energy is not due. Congratulations. The top of the Literally
1: what we did, we scrolled up. And we said, oh, tap, cool. No, nah, you know, it is a blessing to be included. <laughs> Sometimes the journey is more important than the destination because you know what? It's about the climb. It's about the climb. Miley Cyrus started praying. Just to be in the room. Just to be in the room is a blessing. <laughs> I already it said. Listen, a the Bible says your gift will make room for you. Oh, really? We in the room. Now we in ain't the on the... Acceptance, yes, podium, because no one it. had a
2: year like Tab. Okay, nobody had Period.
1: a year like Tab. Period. Nobody, Period. I, I, our blessing for, for what we do, we've been here for a long time, little yes. by little. I mm-hmm. we know we've known about the budget, Nisa, for many a year. I Tab was like, up. Hey, what if I dominated for one calendar year <laughs> and then an award came out that recognized that year? Yes, yeah. Well, yeah. you're going to win that tab. Yeah. I love tab. You can't be mad.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I was honestly, I was the fact that I was like, here's the thing. This is what I said to myself. I said, ooh, my picture's on top. That means on your way to vote for tab. You got to see me. <laughs> 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 hey, <laughs> I said,
0: brand awareness. <laughs> we brand awareness i love it what is so funny is i think one of your um at least for me one of your secondary hidden talents is marketing i actually think that you are like brilliant marketer
1: brilliant marketer
0: genius marketer so even the fact that your mind was like but guess what brand awareness though (laughs) yeah you were scrolling down i bet you saw my picture and some days
1: when you clicked on it uh the budget was the first thing you saw they rotated who was shown first and a couple times when i went to vote for myself. I, I seen the Budgenista. And I said, okay. Sometimes it was me, Tab, and Desi, and Carl. They oh, they, they I did rotate it. when
2: it was Tiffany. I didn't realize yeah. they rotated it. Oh, that's hysterical. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. But no, market, I actually went to school for marketing. That's my original degree.
1: Ah. I, yeah, I love marketing. It's sense.
2: my second love to personal finance. Like, I love marketing. Just to see, like, you know, am I able to get the message out there? Are you able to get awareness, to get people to, to be motivated, to move? And so, I love it.
0: Well, for those of you who are listening and not and have not come across who uh, Tiffany the budgetista is, um, please introduce yourself on the many things that you do and have accomplished thus far.
2: So I am what I like to call America's favorite financial educator. I literally just call myself that. Um, because no, I read one day self
0: appointed self appointed yes because I had read
2: one day that um that uh, Muhammad Ali started the whole greatest of all time and as a result everybody else I said Americans really educated yes I didn't know
1: that
0: it makes yes. total sense that Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali would self appoint himself <laughs> it, though it as does. The greatest of all time and that's
1: that's and very on brand
2: just say yes, yes. well also yes, the things you,
1: you do concur with that yes, statement yes. so yes I agree
2: so I said so yeah so I'm a financial educator I'm an author but at the end of the day, I'm a teacher. Um, I Before I started the budget needs to actually was a preschool teacher for 10 years and I loved it. But the recession, the great recession, the one in 2008, 9, 10, mm. um, my school is a nonprofit based school. Mm-hmm. And we so know they lost that. their funding. But it was such a blessing, you know, because as a result, I lost like oh, I, I was three hundred thousand dollars in debt. This is credit card debt, student loan debt and my mortgage that I could no longer pay. And so as a result of kind of rebuilding my financial life, a lot of my friends were like, can you help me too? Because they knew I grew up in a household where my father, who was a CFO and an accountant, he's got a degree in economics and finance. And so we, my sisters and I learned about money at home. So it was commonplace for me to be helping a friend with budget or credit or investing or savings and so when that recession hit, it was really, really the opportunity to say, you can still teach, but it's just not three and four-year-olds anymore. There are adults, specifically women, who are needing to get back on their financial feet, and you can do that. And so the Budget was really started about 2010.
1: Oh awesome. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing that during one of the worst times mm-hmm. of your life, you found the this purpose. Tra- this purpose and trajectory. Melissa and I were also victims of that. Um, I get so mad. There's a movie called The Big Short. Uh, We talked about the housing crisis. And I don't know the guy's name, but the guy that Christian Bell... The Big
0: Short is literally what just happened to a blockbuster.
1: Yes, literally. Mm -hmm. And the guy... Christian Bell's character. He knew the housing crisis was going to happen five years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why you didn't tell me in lists? Because we was over here before that. Everybody we knew bought a house. They bought it for one eighty, sold it for three hundred. I mean, her parents, our pastor, like literally like eight to ten people in our own just church, not to mention the people we worked for on the bank. But when we Mm -hmm. bought our house, the market was like, no, not you. Literally, (laughs) I'm
2: the person that like if I think it's left, it's probably right.
1: Right. You know, I'm like, yes. We got I'll one say, property of, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, no, no,
2: go ahead, go ahead.
1: I was just saying, we got one property advice to say your house went up, and the next one, your house went down, 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 mm-hmm. down, down, down for the next like five years, yes. and then it stopped, it plateaued for a couple of years, then but- it was like five dollars, <laughs> and then it went, then it was, yeah, steep, it was like, decline, it was like then- just do- now, you know, what's crazy, Tiffany. We paid them same taxes though as that value went down. The 20. is that so crazy?
2: Yeah, it's such a shame because honestly, even like I still check on my condo from back then. It's never gotten back up to two hundred and twenty. Like right Right. now, that condo is is valued at like one hundred and ninety. So I bought it at the height of the market. I think I bought I want to say two thousand five or two thousand six. Mm-hmm. And I bought it for two twenty, and I thought I was grown. I was like, and then it went up to two twenty five. I said, "Oh, look at me, smarty all." Oh. And then it went down to one fifty. I was like, "Excuse me, say it coming again?" Yeah. And then I was like, well, I can't afford this more?" Because anyhow, right? Um, so I ended up moving back home with my parents, which was so joyful. If you have Nigerian parents who does, they don't care. I was twenty nine, going on thirty. My dad's like, "Well, you will still have a curfew." I was like, <laughs> "I'm sorry, what?" <well, laughs> he was like, "There's nothing in the streets." I'm like, "Ah." I got to get out of here because you have (laughs) no money to get out of here. (laughs) So... I suffered um, in silence for a year. Like, it literally felt like I was 12 again because I was back in my middle school bed. Because oh, my sister, wow. yes, my sister who was like, uh, I, I want to say Lisa maybe was like 19. So she was still at home. And so she had like my decked out high school kind of like suite in the basement. She was like, ooh, sis, hurt your back. I can't have this though. Uh, so I was in the middle school extra sh- medium, a small medium yes. bed. Like, and then literally it was my mom's like, um, she called her her walk-in closet. So I'd be sleeping and she was just walking. I, I used to sleep in. I just need to get my, my distance. I'm like,
1: I, I hate it here. <laughs> I hate Not it Not your here. younger sister being like, hurt your back welcome. Also, things have changed around here since you left.
2: Correct. I am now down here.
1: (laughs) I'm the captain now. I am
2: the captain now. It was, but honestly, it was really humbling because I literally remember I was, I turned 30 and it was like the night of my birthday and I was in the bed and I remember literally sleeping in the bed and like looking up at the ceiling and saying to myself, the last time you slept in this bed, I think maybe I was like 12 or 13 and I said, you had more money Mm
1: -hmm. because I used to
2: babysit. I used to like deliver Mm -hmm. papers and I'm talking about, you know, people say that they're broke. But no, I had drained my retirement account, drained my savings account, drained my checking account to try to save the house, the condo. So I had about $5 in my purse. So I had more money at 12 or 13, maybe a few hundred dollars from babysitting and stuff than I did at 30. And I remember being like, wow, look at your life. It's really bad.
1: (laughs) That's a rude awakening.
0: It is. Sometimes in moments of rude awakenings, the only thing that can make you feel better is a glass of wine. And that's why we're here to tell you about Bright Cellars.
1: Nice. I thought I thought that was smile bright. I was trying to help you and I was like, oh,
0: no, But it's Bright Seller." Oh, that's
1: that wine that came in the other yeah, day. Yeah, that's
0: the one that came in the other day. We Getting actually drink tonight.
1: Let me tell you what. We,
0: we had a glass of it was a cab.
1: It was an amazing cab. Shouts to Joshy Gons, Put yes. us on the cab, and now we can actually enjoy cabs from Bright Cellar.
0: All you're gonna do is go on to their site. They have a really great algorithm that takes 30 seconds to take the quiz, and the magic happens, and they will pair you with six wines to fit your taste profile. And I'm going to tell you. Uh, we were definitely introduced to cabs on behalf of Joshua. But since then, I think we I i, I enjoy cabs at this point. I, yes. That is true. That's my
1: go-to wine now. It
0: is. And they paired me with a cab. I don't like really dry cabs, though, because mm-hmm. I don't like really dry wines. But they paired me with this wine, and it was phenomenal. I really enjoyed the date. Uh, I really, really did. <laughs> For Love Hour podcast listeners, we are giving you 50% off your first six bottle orders from Bright Cellars. Head to brightcellars.com slash love hour. Love hour. That's Bright Bright Sellers, B R I G H T C E L L A R S dot com backslash love hour. Love hour fifty percent off your first six bottle order. Help support the show by supporting Bright Sellers, and you will get fifty percent off your first order at Bright Sellers slash love hour.
1: Love hour. Okay,
0: so Miss Tiffany, uh, yeah. you are at your your mama and daddy's house, mm-hmm. you are having this. I'm assuming to be a very introspective moment Mm -hmm. and it kickstarts your career as
2: the budgetista. Yes. So that same shady sister that would not give up my bedroom. (laughs) Yes. I said, you know, I was doing a lot of volunteer work because I was on unemployment and they said, what you're not going to do is get this money without doing something. I said, I shall volunteer. (laughs) And I said, you know, but I was teaching financial because I always used to be the go-to person for like, you don't know how to budget girl. Let me show you. Like even when I taught preschool, the parents used to come in during nap time because I worked in the hood and they would ask if they could hold something, you know, something <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, and I would say, mm, no, but what I can do is come during nap time and I'll show you how to budget, how to save. And I said, Lisa, what should I call myself? You know, when I'm volunteering, cause it's at a lot of places where like, you know, there's teenagers and kids and I just feel like something fun. And she said, well, you know, the fashionista. I said, oh yeah. She said, yeah, that's not you. Cause you don't dress that cute. I was like, <laughs> She said, but you real cheap, girl. You should be the budget. He, 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 ha, ha, ha. And I said, you know what? Shady, I actually like the sound of that. And so, and the budget Nista was available. Uh, there was nobody who had the budget And it was, so I used it. I just started calling myself the budget Nista when I would go out to volunteer at like boys and girls clubs and, and things like that. Um, but it really started to take off when um, I used to volunteer so much that the United Way in my city, Newark, they, they caught wind of what I was doing. They said, can you maybe come and teach a class here for our staff? And I did, and it went so well. They said, well, we get a lot of money from banks, but, and banks want to distribute it to the community, but they would like for them to have education first before they get this money. And so, you know, they're like, you know, do you have a curriculum? I was like, sure,
1: dude. I did not. They are like, fair. how <laughs> <laughs> don't let nobody know what they don't need to know. Yes. If money's involved, I have it.
2: They literally, like, how many weeks is it? I said, it's a six week curriculum. I was like, I'm gonna have to write me. First of all, I'm gonna have to figure out how to write a curriculum. And then one that's gonna go for six weeks. But I said, like, mm-hmm. they said, well, we just need a proposal. I said, I could do one of those two. I did not know how to do that. And um, they're like, can you have it in a week? I said, yes to all of that. And I was yes, like, yes,
1: hold on, yes. Tiffany. I want to pause real quick
0: after I need the education to figure out how to do those things. <laughs> Listen,
1: there is power in the, yes, I will have yes. it. the job. Yes. I got it all deaf. Have you managed a team like this? Yes. No, I haven't. <laughs> do you feel comfortable? You can manage different people with creative energies. Mm-hmm. I have all this experience because I had two tellers when I worked at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to hand me referrals i didn't manage them in any way shape or form you don't need to know that information listen yes. men do this all the time they do. Men just be like yes and you should pay me extra for that and then mm-hmm. we figured out along the way sometimes just say yes and figure it out instead of saying i'm not ready and no because they're going to go to the next person who also yes. going to be saying yes and ain't
2: ready and give them the money and now you don't exactly. miss out so i was like i was motivated by not wanting to sleep in that shamedi in bed listen <laughs> and so i was like what's this what's it gonna take so they, I, I literally tweeted. I was saying, help! I need help writing the proposal. Anybody <laughs> out there know, I literally tweeted. I need to find that tweet. And then because of my, look at God, well, because look of my me. volunteer work, because I used to, when I was volunteering, I would be bored. So I would, this is back when Twitter was like literally people that like, it was very regional. Mm-hmm. So people who followed you like lived in your city, lived in your sure. town, this was early on. Yeah. And so um, a woman, her name was Michelle Thomas. I didn't know that she was the communications director of the city of Newark. Where I lived, and she said, "I love all the volunteer work you're doing because I used to tweet. Anybody want to volunteer today with me? Because I would be bored, you know. Like, come with me. I'm gonna go feed the homeless. Today. Anybody want to come?" So she said, "I love all the volunteer work you're doing in my city. So if you give me all of your stuff, I'll put it together in proposal form." Wow. I said, then and so that's still the proposal to this day. I use that proposal, um, and it Jen um, has generated wow. hundreds of thousands of of dollars. And so I gave it to the United Way because I have I do have my master's in education. So the curriculum component. Wasn't totally foreign to me. Just right. I just never wrote a curriculum for finance before. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. so the United Way. I remember it was they they paid me. I want to say three hundred dollars a week, which was enough to move out. Yeah, and I moved into like it wasn't like I moved out to my own apartment. I had to move into a room like I just came home, mm-hmm. and um, but it was a a bunch of friends of mine had found this really nice townhouse. And they were like um, this brownstone and they were like, hey, we, they're renting it out by the room. And you know, my friend Joy was a teacher. My friend Diessa was a teacher everywhere. So, cause that's all we could afford because we had all lost our jobs. It was 500 bucks a month. And I said, I can afford that. And I lived there for like three years wow. while getting myself back on my feet. Mm-hmm. I used to be like in magazines and stuff like oh, Essence. Be like, oh, five people you should follow. Meanwhile, I'm like from my room. I'm like, <laughs> <"I'm in there." laughs> Essence, I'm in my room. <laughs> It was really hard at first, you know, yeah. but it's also joyful because I felt in control of my destiny, mm-hmm. you know, that I didn't like the fact, cause I was a really good teacher. I used to win awards, teacher of the year, all this stuff. So I, I did a good job and then it was just decided that I no longer had a job.
1: Yeah. And I
2: said, I'm not going back to that again, where I do what I'm supposed to do, but because mm-hmm. other people have not, that I no longer have a job. I want to bet on Tiffany. Yeah. And so, like, you know, even though I didn't have a ton of money, it felt really good because I got to decide. Like, I knew if I work hard, it's going to work. Yeah. And, you know, one way or the other, I was going to force it to work. And so, yeah, the budgetista was born. I, I started working with the United Way, and, and as a result of working with them, other organizations like Prudential reached out, and then I started speaking at like colleges and universities. And I was like, okay, but as you know, in the beginning, it's tiresome if you are the the rooter and the tutor, like it was just me, 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 you know? So then, um, over time I started an online course called the literature challenge. It was, it was just really what I did at the United way, but online. Mm Cause I said, can I speak to like more than, can it just be more than just me or more than just one to few? And the literature challenge, 10,000 women signed up the first year, then 30, then 40, since, since it's been, maybe like six years since I started my literature challenge, my annual challenges every year and over a million women have signed up. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And they're all free. And it's just my way of giving back. But as a result, what I didn't realize I was doing was building a community.
1: Yeah. You know?
2: And so when I had my first book that like I, I I self-published um, all my books except for this one. This one. And so I, when my first book came out, like the one-week budget, I'd written it when I was teaching preschool because so many people had asked me how to budget. So I wrote this book and I self-published it via Amazon. It didn't sell like a tremendous amount, but it was just so I could tell people, read this, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and so, it, But it took me like two years, I remember, to learn how to market that book. So to, to the point where it sold at least a few copies every month. My second book did much better because it was, it was literally the literature challenge, but in book form. So the 10,000 mm. women that signed up, many of them bought the book. And then that's when I started to learn to market even better. And then my community, I call them dream catchers. I'm like, you know, Beyonce has the beehive, but yes. you the dream catchers. And so, but through them, I just, have learned so much 10 years of really 11 years in, in business. So when, when get Good with money came out, um, it was just like in a, a, a like, like a culmination of all of the pouring into my community being of service to them I have an online school I have a podcast Brown Ambition and so we have just been like behind the scenes people don't realize like you know because you see me on like IG you're like oh Tiffany's so silly no it's an eight figure in your business we cleared 10, $10 million dollars last come year come
1: on you better hey come on okay. you know, who horn tooted who horn tooted your your horn tooted <laughs> <laughs> you better do that i think think people think
2: that if you because i believe in service i think people think that like if you put service first it automatically means brokenness that you can't have because so many women i see i'm sure you see this melissa right that so many women think that in order to be of service to their community they can't possibly ask to be paid
1: yeah you know
2: and i'm just like no that's not true most of my things i do so many things for free but we have learned to monetize in a way because I want to pay my team well. Right. Like, you know, a significant amount of people on my team make six figures. Wow. You know, and they Budget look like me. To-
1: listen, I, Melissa <laughs> sent me a podcast you had done. I don't remember who it was with. She was like, You need to listen to this. And I listened, I, to-, I listened to the Brown ambition. I've been a fan. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I like, I, and I very rarely do this with podcasts. I didn't do anything else. I just listened. Mm-hmm. And your story is so amazing. And the way you tell it is so amazing. And I love to see black women in positions of power. Listen, you say a couple of your people on your team make six figures. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I love that. I listen. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I, <laughs> I just want to toot a little bit. <laughs> since we're tooting. Well, since we're tooting. I don't know if a couple of people make six figures, but I say our people do. Okay. Everybody do okay Everybody around okay? me. Everybody do okay around me. My boy Josh over here. This is a Mexican man. Listen, he got his own little house, little Tesla. He got oh, he got a little glass of wine. Too, but said, oh, you come over to Joshua's house. You, he gonna show you a good time. We ain't over yeah, we oh, ain't been over to his house, but listen, if a woman wanna come over, and you know he don't work for Kev, he was traveling out of town. He be golfing and whatnot. Oh, Becca, she got her little apartment. Oh, cute LA. Suburban. Oh, I got a little place. I'm I'm black and I'm I'm fashiony, and that's just the people in this room. I love that, though, because it feels good that,
2: like, I always say that I want to operate from a space where everybody wins. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, I believe I deserve to win. The women that I serve deserve to win, but also the women that do the service with me. Yeah. My squad. So I call them my unicorn squad because I tell them they make magic happen every day. And yeah. you know, they deserve to win as well. It's like, you know, because you have to be a good model of, like, what that looks like. Like, you can do good work, help good people, and make good money. Those yes. three things can exist at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Love that. Um, Before we get
0: into the get good with money, because you do have a philosophy between the difference between uh, financial wholeness and financial freedom, we're going to take a break here. We're taking a break to tell you about Thrive Cosmetics. If you know me at all, then you know that I am a whole makeup junkie. It is true. It is I. I did not go to any schools or anything like that. I just went to the University of YouTube and that taught me everything that I do know and how I put on my makeup. And so I'm always looking for you know, different brands to try out and that's how I got into Thrive Cosmetics. They are amazing. Why? Because they are clean, high-performing, skin-loving ingredients. Their formulas are not only hi- not only highlight your best features, but they actually improve your skin over time. They're never tested on uh, animals and they have a a mission that's truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. Uh, One of my favorite products that I have been using consistently is the Brilliant Eye Brightener set. Um, It's basically just like an inner eye highlight. Um, And if you're ever looking for just like, you know, that little twinkle in your eye, that little look that looks like, ooh, is that the light or are you like glowing? Like what's happening? That's what that product does. I absolutely love it. I use the darker brown shade because they do have colors that are for darker skin tones. And if you know me, you know, that's the first thing I'm gonna look for. Okay, let's be close. Uh, They also have a full line. They have a liquid lash extensions. Mascara is their best-selling mascara that mimics the look of lash extensions without the damaging effects of glue or expensive salon prices. The other thing they didn't mention, I get lash extensions. Whenever I go out on vacation, they take a long time. Like honestly, getting lash extensions takes like two hours, and I don't always have two hours to give. The liquid lash extensions mascara has more than eleven thousand star reviews and is a winner of the 2020 Allure Best of Beauty Award. I love everything about Thrive Cosmetics. Their products are the best I've ever used, and their bigger than beauty mission is truly inspiring. You're going to love them as much as I do. Visit Thrivecosmetics.com slash love for 50. 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer. You can only get here. That's Thrive Cause C-A-U-S-E slash love for 15% off your first order. Again, thrivecosmetics.com slash love. I also want to tell you about BetterHelp. I'm not going to lie to you guys, I've been struggling today quite a bit because I had, you know, some personal things kind of happen in my life. And I'm really, really looking forward to talking to my therapist about it. And um, I actually recommended someone in my family start therapy and I sent them the BetterHelp link. It is phenomenal because it's very convenient and it allows you to do this from the comfort of your own home. You can pick the day that works best between you and your therapist. You um, can pick out, you know, just different aspects of your therapist that you think are important to you. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. The service is available world wide. Okay. It is one of the best things. Mental health, just like physical health is important, your mental health is important as well. And I'm so grateful to be living in a generation we are where we are destigmatizing mental health and um actually encouraging people to get the mental health that they need in order to live a more fulfilling life. Right now you can visit betterhelp.com slash love hour. That's better help h-e-l-p and join the over one million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is supported by BetterHelp and the Love Hour listeners will get 10% off their first month when they visit betterhelp.com lovehour Love Hour. Thank you so much for our Love Hour podcast sponsors. Now we're gonna get right into it. Okay, Tiffany, so listen, uh, you have, actually we still have a lot to cover. We're about halfway through. So you have 10 tips. But before we get there, 10 steps to financial wholeness, you actually have like a whole, I don't know what to call it, but like philosophy between Mm -hmm. the difference between financial wholeness and financial freedom. And I think probably for a lot of us, you would think those two things are interchangeable. Mm -hmm. So can you explain (laughs) to us? I was
1: literally thinking. Are these interchangeable? No, Kevin. You no. don't know things. Be quiet. Yeah. And then you said you would think that I was like yeah, crap. I think when she you heard hear me
0: initially. That's <laughs> I think that's the thought that comes to everyone's mind. So can you tell us your philosophy between the difference and then
2: where we want to be? So financial freedom, I mean, it is a good goal. Financial freedom typically means that you have enough money that you no longer have to rely on earning money via a job. You don't have to work anymore in order to, you are financially free, that your money generates enough money that you don't have to work anymore. And so that is something that a lot of people work toward, but quite honestly, many people will not achieve that. You will, until like retirement age, maybe 65, you know, you know, very few people achieve that in their thirties and forties. But financial wholeness is when these 10 components that i'll share with you these 10 aspects of your financial life create the strongest foundation possible that the rest of your financial goals and dreams can be built off of right okay. so financial wholeness is the foundation financial freedom is just one piece of you know your financial life i don't have to work but financial wholeness is i'm good across the board financial right so you can be financially free i'll give you an example like prince Prince, we knew Prince was, before he passed away, rest, his, rest in peace, that he was financially free. Meaning, mm-hmm. Prince didn't have to put out no more new music. He owned his masters. He was mm-hmm. good, but he was not financially whole because Prince died without a will, a trust, and an estate plan. So God you mm-hmm. can be financially free, but not be financially whole. You can, mm-hmm. like, I have reached financial freedom, but a few years ago, I was a whole financial mess. Meaning like, so here are the 10 components of financial wholeness, let's just so we're clear. Budgeting, savings, debt, credit, learning to earn—that's the first five. First five. Say one more
1: time, Tiffany. A little slower.
2: Okay, budgeting. Okay. Savings—you want to have at least three months or more. Debt—a debt-free plan. You don't have to okay. be debt-free, but just a plan. Credit. So you ideally want to have a credit score of seven forty or better. That's the beginning of perfect credit. Learning to earn. Everyone should know how to make money from not more more than just one stream of income. Okay. Right? So that's the first five. Yep. Then the next five are investing for both wealth and retirement. Those are two types of investing, okay. right? Then also insurance. Are you fully insured? Not just life insurance. Do you have renter's insurance, homeowner's insurance, health insurance, right? Then net worth. Do you own more than you owe, right? Then your financial professionals. So you should never go money alone. You should have at least somebody- that you can lean into for financial advice, because unless you went to school for that, and then last but not least, your estate plan, beneficiaries, do you have a will? Do you have a trust if it makes sense for you? So those 10 components, do you see how you can have, I got a pile of money, I don't have to work, but you don't have a budget. Mm -hmm. You don't have a savings plan because you could have been born into a pile of money and then you trick it all up because you don't have a budget, right? right? You don't know how to earn. You don't know how to invest. And so financial- Can I pause real
1: quick? (laughs) Tiffany, this is why I like when black people know stuff. You obviously have the education yes, in everything, yes. but only a black person would say, then you trick it all up. <laughs> and I'm like, that's black. That is that's the blackness is exactly and that means yes. And that make it easier. It's more palatable for me. Yes, Cause yes. you could say squander. Yes. But I prefer trick it all up yeah, because definitely. I understand what trick it all up. Means. Ooh, right.
2: yeah.
1: I, I, you now you wouldn't <laughs> trick it all up because <laughs> you ain't financially whole. <laughs> <Now you ain't
2: laughs> yes. Yeah. But up. you see, it's like, it's like the difference between you can be muscular, but then you can have diabetes. Meaning right. that, like you know, so you've got the external, like oh, okay, but that doesn't mean that you're holistically healthy. Yeah, you know. And to That's me, mean. I prefer, and I want people to work toward financial wholeness because it's something that is accessible to everyone.
1: Yeah, everyone
2: ain't gonna be financially free, but literally, I was financially whole when I was a preschool teacher making thirty nine thousand dollars a year when I first started. I, you can be financially whole as a nurse making seventy five thousand, as a mechanic making fifty, as a millionaire.
1: You know, it's a know what, Tiffany? I love this because I'm a I, I'm a, a an amazing athlete, and I follow a lot of <laughs> sports players, most of whom make a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but a lot of whole, a lot of them are not nowhere near financially whole, mm-hmm. and the moment they're out of the whatever league they're in, gone. They're, it's gone. Yeah, like and that. they don't have they usually don't have like heaven forbid everything in the budget needs to fall apart you still have other skills or you could be like okay well shoot dang i can teach yeah. i can go back to this right. but mm-hmm. they don't have a transferable skill to go and at least earn income yep. based on that and i like the financial wholeness Absolutely. aspect of life because you don't have to be rich to be whole exactly. and a lot of people were like uh greg's parents melissa's sister They've been financially whole for a long time. So nice. They've all paid the house off, their retirement. They don't have crazy so expenses. Nice. Mm-hmm. They, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I wouldn't say they're it. rich, but they yes. have a high quality of life because yes. they're financially whole. And that's as a what person I who earns a lot of income, but also has a lot of expenses, debt, yes. doesn't have a plan, they they can be living stress because they have a lot, a lot of financial freedom, maybe, but not wholeness, and therefore stress. And a lot no, of this no, is.
2: Like you saw your little Yachty. He did like a little, like an interview where he said, people want to know why I work so hard. Yo, my expenses is $53,000 a month, yo. $53,000 a month. You see what I mean? So he's like, even if I have 20 million put up, that's going to be gone right. in like a few years, you know? And you think to yourself, that's the difference. That yeah. if he was financially whole, he wouldn't have to make that much to have the quality of life. I thought to myself, like, like I wrote this book during um, the Panorama. Right. <laughs> and so, and I really thought to myself, you know, what would people have needed in order to be able to like safely navigate yeah. quarantine and pandemic? Yeah. So that really flavored like, okay, because I want the teacher to be able to say, despite the fact that I'm on furlough, fur- I'm still okay. Yeah. You know, because you hear about, oh, you need to trade options. Did you get GameStop? Those things are cool, but it's like the difference between going to the gym and practicing your layup and dribbling and passing or going to the gym and only practicing your three-point shot. Like, you you know, I want you to have the fundamentals so that way then you can go on to the fancier part of your financial life. And too many people focus on the fancy stuff and don't have the fundamentals. And as soon as they get a little friction in their finances, everything comes crumbling down.
1: You know what's, oh, go ahead, babe. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, I want to toot Melissa's horn a little bit. Because we both were stark poverty uh, recipients. Uh, that's what our parents gave us. Uh, but love and stability. She was always like, I want it to be set up in case, in case something happens and we can't have nothing coming in, we're good. So when the pandemic happened and our number one income generator, which was live events, went from going well, because mm-hmm. we had just had one of the best weekends ever, mm-hmm. to zero, mm-hmm. we were like, ooh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But we were not like, now what? You know, like, so I didn't have to do a lot of work that I didn't want to do. I could still maintain the same lifestyle, but that's because the best piece of advice my dad ever gave me is live well beneath your means. Mm -hmm. If you get a raise, don't increase none of your bills because all you, then you, you basically eliminate your raise. So Melissa and I did that for many a year. And then the pandemic didn't kill us. And we were actually able to capitalize on the pandemic Mm -hmm. and invest in certain things and and create, keep your distance, which we would not have had if we didn't have some financial freedom. But I also want to say prior to any of this income, when we worked at Boeing and stuff, Mm -hmm. we had a lot of these finance. The only thing I feel like we don't have all the way up in is the estate planning. planning. Mm -hmm. And low-key, I ain't gonna hold you, Tiffany. The main reason, it was so morbid. When I went and I was like, it really was just a hard, we had a person and we know, and I went and I said, if I die, I was like, but I want to live. And I literally, went, you know, I don't want to. Because it. you don't want,
2: because I get, it's it's hard, but because, especially because you have children,
1: right? Yeah, well now we have the insurance and all that. Like they're taking care of, but the, the, the will and testament that was yeah, just you, a- yeah,
2: you got to get the way and not just that but y'all should also have a trust
1: i know, I know. you know you know know. I know you, it's you, hard right. but literally right.
2: the the only because here's why because so many of us when we finally do get a little bit of money this is why so many black generations have to start right back over again because they'll, they'll be great grandma was a millionaire but she didn't pass it along in a way that was sustainable right. throughout the generations. You know, and I get yeah. it because that is a one part. Like I, I always say I'm 90% financially whole. Right. So I have all the ones, but it's that same one. I'd be like, my husband, and I talk about it. We're like, we got to get this well together. It's hard. Yeah. It's you don't hard. want to think about not being here. But I finally was like my, my attorney, Tony, and I told her, I'm like, okay, I'm ready because uh, the, why I a trust is so me. important is that if you have assets, under a hundred thousand dollars, you don't need a trust because yeah. it's not it's not inexpensive to do a trust. Yeah. But if you have assets over hundred thousand dollars to put into a trust, then you want to consider it. If your assets are over five hundred thousand dollars, you absolutely should have a trust because a trust. What makes a trust so special is this: a trust is like a a person that never passes away. When one person passes away and your assets go from you to whoever, your son, your daughter. There are so many taxes. The government's like, oh, snap, you die. Somebody you dead. Right. Let me, before but, you die,
1: while y'all down at the repast, that, that, let me go ahead and yes, dip in. Yes, Who did yes. the body? Let me get a little bit of the <laughs> capital gain. No, for real. Ooh, just
2: like himself. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, literally, you can lose up to 50% or more. So just imagine that you have built up all this wealth. Wow. Yes. Oh, oh. Yes. wow. How much? Mm-hmm. Some people up to fi- over 50%. Wow, depending really on like what kind of assets they have estate taxes and all that. Yeah. But they blew this death taxes, depending on what state you're in, depending on like, um, what type that's of assets the death, that you have. that's, they literally mm-hmm. remember. It was literally it was called, called the death tax.
1: They called it the estate tax to make it more yes. Yes. Cause people, Cause it, oh Yeah,
0: Yes. Oh yeah. It was branding. That when I was at the, the, the bank,
1: name. people, it, it is hard if you don't have that stuff in order. Like, yeah, and I'm, this is, I know this is morbid and I should know better because I sat across from people. It is not only hard legally. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that stuff in order, that money just be in there. You got power of attorney. You got to get death certificates, all this stuff. But the expenses are due now. Yes. Yes. People are like, bro, the money's right there. And it's hard to tell someone who has the last name of the person who's deceased. Mm -hmm. They cannot have have this money. And they're like, bro, but I got to bury them. I got to pay for this. Mm -hmm. I got to do something with their house. It's needs repair. They got to pay taxes. And people lose it because people, especially if you die, uh, like unexpectedly, yeah. they're just not prepared because they're like me, but I just emailed my lawyer and was like, okay, Nick, we got to do it for real. Cause me and Melissa, it, we've been knowing, but it's just, you got to look that death in the eye and make sure your family's good.
2: Yeah. Cause it's you don't want to pass
1: that burden onto your family.
2: Exactly. They're already your, grieving. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, yeah. I just tell, cause literally with the trust, there's no, if everything's inside the trust the trust doesn't pass. So there's not that death tax because the trust is like, I'm still here, even if, you know, whoever started this trust is not still here. So that's right. how you avoid, you know, sure. probate court. That's how you avoid, yeah, um, that's what you know, certain funny. taxes, you know? So, because you get to keep that money. And so unfortunately we, like I said, in, in our community, especially black and brown communities, even if wealth is gained we're we're not passing it along in a way, you know, that's sustainable. You know so that's why that part is. I'm gonna so call
1: funny. mine me, and Melissa, is gonna be called <laughs> the trick it off trust. The
0: trick it off trust. Uh, I have a question for you because I know a lot of uh people that are probably uh listening may not have may not be at a place where they're able to establish a trust or maybe where it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So you have the first five um
2: steps that you named in the financial wholeness plan, mm-hmm. those so are those are preemie steps, and so like that's yes. like to your point, everybody needs those, but I will say this. What I do love about financial wholeness is that, so just so we're clear, the book is called Get Good With Money, 10 Simple Steps to Becoming Financially Whole. So if you're wondering like, why are you talking about financial wholeness? It's because it's the title. But even if like 21-year-old Tiffany had an estate plan, all it looks like is my mom is my beneficiary on my bank account.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So people don't realize that they like, you might think like, I don't have an estate. No, no, no. If you have a bank account, Mm
1: -hmm. do you have
2: a, a retirement account? Yeah. do you have a life life insurance policy? Who is the beneficiary? That is your state plan.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean, so it's like that's that. why those
2: 10 things are so important because it, it it it's really just where you are currently in life. It grow financial wholeness grows with you. Makes you sense. know, but yeah, but the first five: the budgeting, savings, debt credit learning to earn those are the foundational components of financial homelessness so
0: I have a question for you um especially because uh, the second and third were saving and debt Mm -hmm. and I remember when Kevin and I were and I was on my plan to paying off debt the struggle of do I save or do I pay off yeah, debt yep. is a constant battle. And so for those, the listeners that we have that are like, yes, that is me as well. What mm-hmm. is your recommendation yes. to that?
1: That's really So
2: cool. here's what I'll say. If you, I want you to look and to see if you don't have a fully funded emergency account, that just means do you have at least three months or based upon your industry, how quickly could you replace your income if you were out of work? Mm. So I'll give you an example. My mother, she's she's a nurse. Well, she's retired now. So three months was plenty because, you know, damn pandemic. Nurses were always in high demand, you know? So I remember when the hospital closed when we were in college. And and I remember like the phone was ringing off the hook, you know, because nurses are always in demand. Now, my sister is an engineer. It took her almost a year to find her first job as a black sister, you know? Mm -hmm. So as an engineer, she might need six months maybe eight or 12 months to replace her income should she lose her job. So is your, is your emergency fund fully funded based upon at least three months or based upon your industry? Yeah. Now, If it is fully funded, then you can go ahead on and put most of your money toward paying off what I call your expensive debt. This is like typically your, your credit card debt because it's likely double digit interest rate. Yeah. Right. So, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so heavy towards like, say like a, um your student loan or mortgage, because I mean, certainly you want to pay off your mortgage, but you could just pay what's owed to them, get rid of that expensive debt. Now, if you are not fully funded in your emergency account that you could do half to funding your emergency account, half to paying off your expensive debt, because here's why, because I've seen people say, Tiffany, I've got $10,000 in my my emergency account. And I've got a credit card bill that's $10,000. Right. I think I'm going to go on and just take out my savings and put it on my credit card. And I said, and you know, what's going to happen when you pay off that credit card, your car going to break down and you're going to look at your emergency savings. It's like, nah, yeah. don't come over here. <laughs> you're going to drag me Oh No, no, no. Go ahead and see credit card. <laughs> and you're going to be looking at a credit card. Credit card's going to be like, come on back, boo. Just come on back and run me up.
1: <laughs> you know? Tiffany, you are as good as advertised. The fact that your credit card and your car, oh, emergency account, <laughs> is what I was for. You gave your emergency account so, so much character. Yeah. You don't know, you want to drain me. Yeah. To, the main reason I'm here, you want to go there to give that old Fannie Mae and Credit Jane. <laughs> so <laughs> I strange. tell people, like, you have to
2: remember that your emergency fund is your first line of defense. Yeah. So you don't want to be left without it if possible. You know, I hear people say all the time, oh man, you know, like I had an emergency and I had to take money from my emergency account. I'm like, that's what it's for.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, Mm -hmm. like- So that's to make sure you don't have like a- You don't go back and dead. You don't go back, you don't have a- Because you're gonna have, man, listen, I am grateful to God. Mm -hmm. There is times, I remember early, early in our marriage, it was like, fam, nothing can go wrong the you battery dies halfway, in your car no, no
0: bump a battery you couldn't halfway get an expensive light bill <laughs> you know listen things going wrong
1: gas go up 10 cents mm-hmm. oh my god now a full tank 30 20 we mm-hmm. needed it to be 2406 <laughs> you got this you know, you know what I mean like and it's a it's a stressful existence to know your gas bill can't be up. Your heat, you got to live cold. Your and we you know we had cars that was Melissa's first car was two years younger than her, right? It was the same age. Then that, that car was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know it's gonna work like, every day.
2: I bought my car, it was it was it already was eight years old. Like I bought like it was the car was already like a teenager, like hey sis, so you adopted me. I'm kind of aging out the system, but let's see how this works. <laughs>
0: My it was 1983 i was born in
2: 1983 y'all was twins he was hey this is melissa and this honda core
0: yes, <laughs> but
2: i'll say this because this is one of the things that like i think makes getting with money special because most books assume you're at least at zero right yeah. most people talk to you like you know but no literally i have a section in the book called what happens if i'm broke broke right you know Listen. because it was because i had been where it's like th- there's literally not enough Mm-hmm. I need 200 there's 100. Yes. What happened to do? Like what and so I finally it took me forever to realize this instead of killing myself and trying to like drain all my the money from my retirement account and putting my my future in jeopardy I realized that there are moments when you have to get down to what I call your health and safety budget. This is when you list everybody you owe or everything you have to pay for and say do I have to pay this to maintain my health? Do I have to pay this to maintain my safety? Everybody else is going to wait. They just yeah. have to wait. And it was hard. Like, Verizon, so uh, I know I'll be using you, but I ain't got it. I mean, it was hard to say, but
1: yeah,
2: am I not going to eat?
1: Right. You know what I mean? So I got to like, survive first. Yes, I'm like, I need money. my asthma
2: pump. Like, so what we got gonna... <laughs> And so, but... Here's what happens when you do that, because you, that way, you, you know, it's okay not to pay everybody if you don't have it, not willfully, but honestly, like, you're like, I'm working really hard. I just don't have it. Let those folks know it's temporary. Some people are going to offer you a hardship program or some sort of freeze. Some people are going to say, I don't care giving my money and want to harass and call you every day. But I'll say this, just because I owe you, it doesn't mean, doesn't give you the right to mistreat me. So go ahead on down to the staples. And for 75 cents, you can fax them a cease and desist letter. Hmm. So ask me how I know, because I've done it. Okay.
1: Guess what? I owe
2: you a dollar. I ain't got it, but I got (laughs) 75
1: cents. (laughs) Leave me alone. I
2: (laughs) No, for real. So the cease and desist letter just means that you would like, you would fax them this letter and the faxing is always best because you get that return receipt and they know that, you know, because there's laws in place that says, if I, if I ask you not to call me, but you can email me and send me a letter by law, you know, you cannot call me, but if saying it on the phone, there's no way to prove it. But if you fax it, Mm. You know, even you mail it, there's no way to prove it, but faxing it is like the best way. So I sent like my mortgage company, for example, I could not afford to pay it. They were harassing me every single day. They were calling my sister's job, my parents home, my other It was really, it got to be really ugly. So finally I, I faxed them and within a day it stopped. They can email me. And they can they can send me physical letters, but so that way you can reduce the anxiety as you try to work and figure out yeah. what you're going to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, this is such a good this is so good, Tiffany. We're gonna take a break to digest it and hear from our sponsors.
2: And we
0: have the budgetista on today we are talking about financial health and financial wellness and for most of us these are conversations that we didn't get as a kid and what go Henry is trying to do is help all of us as adults teach kids how to manage money, and they do it in an exciting and challenging way but most importantly it is setting them up for the future, teaching your kids how to be responsible with money doesn't have to be tough and go Henry makes it easy to teach your kids a lifetime of of financial skills that they'll be able to take into adulthood. Go Henry debit card for kids and app for parents is an easy, fun way to teach kids good money habits designed to help young kids ages 6 to 18 learn about money firsthand and build financial independence. With Go Henry, you can use your card to make purchases online, in stores, and at ATM machines. You can set savings goals and make donations, real time transfers, automated allowed deposits. Set spending limits and controls where the card can be used, receive real time notifications. Um, on how much your kids can spend. This, Listen, this was founded by parents. Therefore, we know what we want our kids to have access to and what we don't, and they already have those guardrails in place. They're on a mission to make every kid good with money. Get good with money, the title of the episode, what we've been talking about today, and why not be able to pass that forward to your kids by going to gohenry.com and get one month for free with promo code love hour that's one month free at gohenry.com and use promo code love hour one more time gohenry.com get one month free with promo code love hour
1: tiffany this is so good we're back from our sponsors we want to continue <laughs> in this uh this thing first of all i just want to thank you i know we're i'm not closing out but I, I wish I had known you when we was doing this because uh, you are often tempted to just stick your head in the sand. I remember when I worked at Burger King, no matter what, every payday, we worked on a military base or lived on a military base, and I worked on a military base. First and mm-hmm. the 15th, you know, it's everybody paid. I'm going to Burger King for lunch, for dinner. I'm not cooking.
0: And I worked at a bank. So everybody was going there to cast. They cheese. will go from
1: Melissa's job over to my job. Let me cast that check and give me that Whopper <laughs> Junior with cheese. I remember I had one manager, and this is this is in a this is gonna make sense, this analogy about financial how you handle it. Mm-hmm. We had tickets every time we an order, a ticket come out, and we would take those tickets, put it on a bag, and then fill that order. I had one manager who would, no matter how busy she got, she always ticket boom, 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 boom. She can't necessarily put no food in there right away, but she knows what's coming. And I had another manager who was lazy and when it got rushed, he would just let them like flow over into on the floor. Mm-hmm. And we would be like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, we, it's going to take us a while to catch up anyway. And I think that's what we do with our finances. Some mm-hmm. people are like, okay, I ain't got it right now. And this is a really a tough time, but let me set myself up so that as this stuff happens, I can handle yes. it. And some of us are just like, let's just let that thing go into the floor. Mm-hmm. And if I don't pull the tickets, nothing will happen. And I think our temptation is to just be like, stick my head in the sand. Mm -hmm. This sucks. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do and I don't know where to start. And I appreciate you from even where you talk in your podcast and your book, it gives you a starting point. So, you Mm -hmm. know, okay, at least you, you know, sticking your head in the sand is not going to work. Right. I know that's your inclination because you don't know what to do, but let's, let's, let's take the ticket off Mm -hmm. and start here. This actually one, it's just a small fry Mm -hmm. and there's small fries right there. Now -hmm. you got at least one thing out of the way. You know what I'm saying? I think that's, especially Black people, another burden we have, lack of resources. Mm-hmm. We're not usually starting off with a nest egg. We don't usually have somebody in our family to help us pay off, and we don't have the information. So it's just like, well, dang, I ain't got really nowhere to go, nowhere to start, and I don't know what mm-hmm. to do. So I appreciate uh, your book and your teachings for like um, helping us. Because I remember when I was in high school, my, my parents did not teach me about Mm-hmm. finances or credit thank god mr tag roger tag he was my economics teacher he taught me about credit in his class yeah. in economics he 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 made a point to teach us about like life uh mm-hmm. economics not just economics in theory um but my brother and sister didn't take that class so they were just like yeah you know what i mean honestly
2: and- i think like i feel like you know how you just know that you're called to something you know mm-hmm. i knew when i was a little girl that i was like I was supposed to be a teacher, but I was like, am I trying to be broke? Not that, not when I was five, but I thought about that. Like as a teenager, like teachers don't make much, that's what they tell you in these streets. But I knew that I was supposed to be a teacher. I used to teach preschool. I used to teach Sunday school when I was a teenager. And now I'm the budget nista. and I realized that the running theme for me is I'm a teacher of the fundamentals, Sunday school fundamentals of religion, right? Preschool fundamentals of the rest of your educational life. And then here I am as the budget nista, like, You're not going to learn how to trade options for me. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, flip houses, you should, but I'm here to give you the fundamentals so you can,
1: Yeah. so you
2: can. And so to your point, it's, 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 it was such a blessing because it seems so random to go from preschool to what I'm doing now, but it's not like I am three and four and like I'm, I'm teaching you as if you were three and four, but in money. Right. You know what? You That's know?
1: also good. I respect people who'd say this is what I do well, and this is what I don't do at all. Exactly. So go to a, go to a, a Bitcoiner. If you want to learn how to do Bitcoin, go to a, flip this house. You want to flip houses if you want the fundamentals come and by nature, then you should graduate from Budget School, yes, right,
2: exactly. No, because right. that's what I'm wanting. I'm wanting that by the time you know you're like, Oh, I want to jump into the market, you are so financially whole mm. that even if you know you put your 10,000 into GameStop, it's because you have 60,000 put up and you can right. afford to lose 10. Not right. that you are some people literally mortgage their house to they spend sure out money, they sure did only to <laughs> lose <laughs> they it. So, sure they I sure did. don't that's my financial wholeness. I want, like, right now, like, my husband, not you, like, you would never know. You know, like how much that we have put up, that we are legit millionaires, more than one time over. You know, a mm-hmm. few times over.
1: But we talk your in- talk, Tiffany, without
2: <laughs> without without retribution.
1: I'm a millionaire more than one time <laughs> over. You better ask about big
2: <laughs> the energy. Well, no, I'm saying that because like if you were to see me, this is Target, and I'm wearing pajamas at the bottom that are also from Target, and like if you were to see, like my car is three years. I think it's you no, know, maybe more than I think it's a 2016. But I love my Lincoln mkz is cute but i'm debt free like a four-year-old okay yes. the house i live in there's no mortgage we renovated this house from from top to bottom we have another property that we'll be renting out soon bought it renovated it, no mortgage the cars no car no we are debt free like four-year-old so what our net worth all the money that we bring in we get to keep and so that's what i'm wanting for folks to set you because sometimes people are like oh budget needs to. like it sounds like broken needs to. i'm like i'm sorry ain't nobody broke over here Listen, you know? I got this is
1: from Target too. This is actually a black <laughs> own designer. This this little bag is from Target. Um, I bought this Gucci purse. I, I went to Target after I got Starbucks. And then this Gucci, it was from Target because in sure. the bag I had Oh my target's not the one the yeah. good too. I do have but, a question. Go ahead. Uh-huh. No, no, I was I'm gonna saying- say that I just
2: Go ahead, go. Ah, <laughs> uh, you go, you go. I go, I go you, go. you go, you go.
0: I go. This is the uh, everyone stopped at a stop side and everyone's doing this. Go, go, go. Then we both go at the same time. Right. Uh, and then it loops back. I guess my question was: I think this is all really great stuff mm-hmm. for those people that are like, okay, Tiffany, I got it. I'm going to work on my savings plan. After that, I'm going to move into debt. Mm -hmm. Do you, we use what I call the uh, snowball debt plan. Do you Mm -hmm. have, do you have, like, I know there's also the avalanche Yep. or maybe there's an uphill one. Anyway, do you have a recommendation for people that are like, I want to start working on my way out of debt? How, or do you have a class that you teach for that?
2: So, yeah, so, so it is. I like to for people to start off with the snowball method. That's when you pay off the lowest balance of your debt first. So any debt that has a low balances first, you pay that off first. And then as you get to debt that has higher balances, then you move on over to the avalanche method. That's when you start focusing on debt with a higher interest rate first, because it's mm-hmm. more expensive debt. So you know, you're know you paying up $100, $200, $500, $1,000, then you get to maybe five or 10000 Then you really want to focus on debt that's really costing you the most amount of money because it's really starting to add up right Mm -hmm. and so but also too here's the thing so a study was done about um like um it was called like the black money study and they found that the number one goal for black people when it came to their money was to be debt free and then they did a study for everyone else the number one goal for everyone else was to grow wealth the problem is that somehow along the way black people have 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 come to the belief that somehow debt freedom equals wealth it does not I'll give you an example. I've got a nephew. He doesn't have a mortgage. He doesn't have a car note. He doesn't have student loan debt. He is debt-free, but he's broke because right. Roman is five years old. Right. <laughs> right? People are am debt-free. So is Roman. <laughs> no time, is debt-free too. How that looking for them? You know what I mean? That like, I said to it for a girl, right? you know, like, ooh, look at Roman. No, Roman is broke because he's five. Because if debt-free to equal wealth, then all of our toddlers would be walking around rolling in the dough. So mm. what I want for us is to work on debt freedom as a goal, but not the goal. Mm, that's good. Right? So like you put debt freedom, you put like a plan in place, you kind of set it and semi forget it. And then you focus your energy on growing wealth. I learned this when, so I, I had the $35,000 of credit card debt because somebody who I thought was my friend got me mixed up in some credit card scheme and um, and it left me $35,000 in debt. And it took me about two and a half years of hard work to pay that down. And I was like, but I was like, you know, not eating out, no hair, don't no nails, don't know everything. Did so it was hard living. Oh, everything. You know. And then I thought to myself, whew, I paid off this credit card debt. It's almost been almost three years. The next debt on my list was my student loan debt, and it was fifty-two thousand dollars, almost double. And I thought, okay, am I gonna have to live six years like I've been living? Mm. Oh, hell no! You know, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then that's when I realized, Tiffany putting all of your energy toward getting debt free is not the smartest way to use your energy and your intelligence. Mm. How about we put the, the student loan debt, just give it its minimum and put your energy and the rest of your money into investing in yourself and your business. And then in about three or four years later, I was able to write a full-fledged $52,000 check mm. because, I, right? because when you go for wealth and financial wholeness, you can get debt freedom along the way. Got if you it. just go for debt freedom you stop right there because
1: huh? you know? once you pay the debt off you're now what now what
2: mm-hmm. yeah, you're just at zero so my question then is
0: like i got it i feel like people are like you know they're gonna be motivated they hear you talk they're gonna be motivated uh how do you reconcile or or what's the first step to doing both you know so, sometimes it feels like but tiffany i only got a dollar So like, how do how am I split my dollar up so I can you know either concentrate on my future or concentrate on paying off this debt? Like, what does that look like?
2: Sometimes it looks like if it's double digit debt, it looks like the minimum plus a little extra. Minimum plus a little. When I say double digit debt, I mean double digits far as the interest rate because you really want to get rid of some of that money first. So it looks like this. So let's just pretend we have credit cards. Like this is a credit card. $100 $100 balance, $500 balance, $1,000 balance. So it looks like you're going to start with the snowball method. So normally, let's just say you used to give everybody their minimum plus a little. Minimum plus a little, minimum plus a little, minimum plus a little. So now you're going to say everyone else is just going to get their minimum. Those little that little extra that you were sprinkling to this to this other debt, you're going to give it to this one card that you're going to work on. You're going to give the lowest balance card its minimum plus the extra that you found from your budget. Now, some of that extra, you might say half of it, I'm gonna save because I don't have my full emergency fund funded, and the other half, I'm gonna to give toward this debt. Now, this is still gonna be paid. These other debts, they're just getting the minimum, so it's just a slow go. So this debt is getting more than it usually gets. Then it's paid off. This debt gets to sit down, but that's that step, that that's minimum plus a little. Now rolls over to the second lowest debt. The second lowest debt is almost getting like two minimums. The mm. first debt's minimum, it's minimum plus that little. And so it's bumping even faster than before. And when this is paid off, then you move on to the third lowest debt. Now it's getting three minimum, this third lowest debt. You see what I mean? And yes, so yeah, if we you do, do, do that, mm-hmm. you know, and if you do that, you will slowly but surely. Now, here's the thing. You do that and you kind of semi-automate it. So that way you can focus on what are ways that I can bring earn additional income. Is this that I need to like like the learn to earn chapter in the book? I teach you how to, if you work for someone, how to extract more money from your job or how to find a job that's going to pay you more. Is it going to be to monetize uh, a skill set? Like when I used to teach preschool, two things I would do on the side when I needed extra money is I would tutor and I would babysit. You know, because I tapped into, huh, you know what, Tiffany? Because what I love with that is I didn't have to learn a new skill set mm. and I could get paid more because I was already doing that at work. Because yeah. who didn't want like a preschool teacher to babysit their kids, you know? Right, yeah. And so, I, so learning how to earn, while this is kind of working in the background, I'm not focused on debt. Because yeah. where you know, what you put your focus on is really, what, is really where your energy goes. And I don't want us to focus on debt. I want us to set up a system and then really focus on how can I earn additional income? There's so much money out here in this world. Don't let these people tell you that it's only a little bit. There's so much money. There's somebody right now sewing a cat sweater and making, you know, $10,000 a month because you know, they, these cats want sweaters.
1: Yes. You know, like literally, <laughs> no. These cats want sweaters.
2: Remember there was a, there was a story about a, a young, young guy that he was a line sitter. He made like $70,000 a year where he used to literally like if you wanted a um, a ticket to a concert, then but you couldn't sit in line, he would do that for you and you would pay him by the hour and he was making 10s of 1000s of dollars a year. There's so much money out here. I promise you there is. Um, now I'm not gonna say it's gonna be easy, but there's so yeah. much money, but you can't focus on earning more if you're only just focused on getting debt free. I think that's
0: really good. I just want to share really quickly. And then I have a question for you. Well, I'll share my thing after I ask this question. Do you have or offer um, a financial debt like app or calculator? I ask because, and if you don't, it might be something to really consider. When we were doing our financial get out of debt plan, um, I'd use the snowball method. I think it is phenomenal, not only because we actually did get out of debt, but it is a ego boost yes. because you start with the smaller first yeah. and there is no motivation like paying off that first one that'll get you now I can move to the second one mm-hmm. oh it's on and pop it like it is on and yeah pop it.
1: and me and Melissa used to I, I think our first one was like less than a thousand dollars we was like okay yes. let's go it's
0: an adrenaline rush One. That you set a goal and you <laughs> accomplish it because part of the reason when you were talking about the three when you had the three bills up mm-hmm. is you're paying a little you're paying a little and the interest that you're gonna receive the very next month the eating that up it ain't gonna do mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. and so you're just you feel like there's no end in sight yeah mm-hmm. and with the financial calcul, that snowball was literally a snowball app calculator. Mm -hmm. What it did was I put in all of my bills, I put in the interest rate and it spit out what the minimum was. And it was pretty accurate to what I was actually paying. Mm -hmm. And then it said, you commit to what your snowball amount is. So maybe that's 25 additional dollars a month and it Mm -hmm. amortize when I would be paid off with everything. Yeah. so good to see like, oh, you have no idea. And so, but what you do again is it's that motivation. So I just committed to 25, but really I could do 50. What that's going to do to this Mm -hmm. timeline? Well, maybe I actually could do 75. What's that going to do to this Mm timeline? And then they actually called it a, um, Oh, I can't remember, but it was a specific word when you would just maybe you got your taxes and you're like, I'm gonna commit to putting an extra thousand and mm. it wouldn't amortize it, it would just be like a lump sum a boost, of one like time, a yeah, like a boost basically. Yeah. You stick that thousand dollars in and it automatically recalculates. And I'm even now I'm getting excited thinking about how excited <laughs> I was at that time to see that played out. Yeah. And you literally get to see in three years, I would have all of this paid off.
1: And I want to make a real quick, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I want people to know this was not Kev on stage.
0: Oh, no, we were working Th- at the bank. This
1: is regular job, mm. Melissa and Kevin. This is not real comedy. This is paycheck, paycheck, little bit, mm. little bit. It was no excess. I wasn't even, we, I'm making no money. No, So it wasn't like, oh, Kev got $1,000 from stand-up. It was like, I think it's definitely our taxes, yes. uh, tax Bonuses refund, maybe a bonus work. from work. But it wasn't like, this debt-free stuff was before we, so when, money started coming in from other stuff that now, I remember my dad said, ain't no feeling like getting a bonus and then not having a name on it. Because a lot yeah. of times, as soon as you got something, it got, hey, that, oh, hey, you know you was down on me, go uh, on get that, that to-
2: yeah. But I know that, because you're right, because even when I paid off that $35,000 in debt, that was Tiffany on unemployment, Tiffany. That wasn't using the snowball method unemployment, Tiffany. So I'll say this, that like, I don't have my personal calculator, but what I did do was like, so in the book, there are different um, tools and resources that I recommend. So I created a Perfect. toolkit, get wow. those money toolkit. So if you go to getgoodwithmoney.com, even if you haven't bought the book, it's like a little tab, you click on it and all the tools that I recommend to help you through your, your financial homeless journey, they're all there. The calculators are there. I have spreadsheets. If you're going to create a budget spreadsheets for your debt, um, I've got like spreadsheets for your net worth. Everything is there. The banks that I recommend. Mm-hmm. This so is that
1: tool good can. on you, Tiffany, for being like, I'm going to sell a book, but I'm also going to give some information away for free because you live for the people and you love your people. Yeah, I live and you for- well, Cause I, I even know what it's, it's like to
2: woman. be broke, broke, you know? Cause I remember when literally I had $20 and I'm like, all right, this is, this is for the week. So how are we going to do this? So I know that feeling of being like, all right, you know what? The library is having an event. I'm going to, I'm, I'm eating tonight. You know, and you I, know, might what, st- I might I might go thing. late. You know, I might go late to the event because you know when it's all when they are packing up the food, you're like, um. So what you what y'all doing with the uh, the food that's left over?
1: Oh. <laughs> for real, listen, here's the thing that yes. worked for Melissa and I too. We did this all year, but between I believe Thanksgiving yep. and Christmas, yep. we had a I don't remember what you called it. It was a
0: reprieve. It was a reprieve.
1: We basically were like look all the money we would be putting towards our debt between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We taken this. I believe it was about five or six weeks off. So one year we went to Las Vegas with the boys, and I'm talking about <laughs> Circus Circus had rooms. I'll never forget it. Twenty two dollars. We took them boys down the circus in the circus. We got two rooms. Y'all gonna be right across. Open the door. It was forty four dollars a night. I'm talking about. We didn't pay for one event. Circus Circus got free circus. What time did them circuses coming <laughs> coming? Seven o'clock every night? We're going to be down to the free circus. Our kids didn't know no different. Yeah, they right. was and like, the circus is indoors. And it did <laughs> add to our timeline. It did. It did. Like, it, it we, did. You added five weeks yeah, to everything. It,
0: it added to our timeline. But the um being able to like celebrate in that way and mm-hmm. do it in a way that wasn't um anxiety producing because you're not swiping a credit card mm-hmm. it was very rewarding that was and our so little stimmy it was it was a little stimmy <laughs> so it was a way for us to celebrate the progress that we've done listen we're no tiffany budgetistas, so i'm not saying you should or you shouldn't do it but i'm just saying, that's actually tiffany a good did. idea
2: i think people think like um that i, I think people think because i'm the budget Lisa, that i think that you shouldn't enjoy your money even as you're paying down That you should yeah. because Like literally money is to be used, yes, to be responsible, but also to enjoy it. So I've got these four questions that I say you should ask yourself before you spend any money. Do I need it? Do I love it? Do I like it? Do I want it? So your needs come
1: first. I say yes food, to Food, shelter, clothing, water, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <So> you gotta, <laughs> this is
1: right? easy for me, Tiffany. Every answer is yes.
2: No, this is how you don't know, right? You know your needs. If you don't have these needs, then you won't be healthy or safe, right? Mm-hmm. Now, your loves are what people overlook because sometimes it takes a while to say for them, but your loves are this. It, it brings lasting joy. Is this thing going to still bring me joy a year from now? Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this burger. Am I going to be like, ooh, this burger a year from now? You might.
1: If you're a foodie, look at Kevin's
2: like, eh, no.
1: <laughs> I, I had I don't had a burger in my day. I thought about like a, like a long lost love.
2: <laughs> so, but then, you know, a year from now, if you're pretty sure this is going to bring you joy still, then that might be a love for you. And then a like, it's about six months from now. You know, will you still feel joy for this thing about six months from? So temporary joy. And then a want. There's no real joy. It's just Instagramification. Like, do I really need another chapstick? It's not bringing me joy. I'm just like, mm. I have so many in the house, but I see one. I'm like, oh, I like the the egg shape. You don't need it. You know. <laughs> so i ask that. myself all the time right so i try to live in this half the needs and the love half so it means that i actually get to live more of a life because most of my money say. is going to the needs but then the things that bring me lasting joy because i look back you know sometimes you look in your closet and i'm sure melissa you've seen this you're like did i even wear this girl did I even like? I did Melissa I be I going through struggles. Like, why did I buy this? This is so dumb.
1: Struggles, yeah. <laughs> you know? and she be beating herself up over this. You know, because we, you
2: think to yourself, like, if yeah. you added up all of your likes and wants and things, especially your wants, things that really don't move you, you might have been able to afford that trip that you really wanted to go on. Like, I used to be like, what? Well, I lived in Target because who doesn't love Target? Just looking around, like, I'm just looking to buy something. I'm not even here for no reason. Just look mm. here.
1: Just here, I mean it that's part of Target's whole business model. <laughs> yeah, get people in the door. They're going to spend a lot on it. Just yes. get them to come in. They go, we, yes. we got something you want. You know, just come in here. Yeah. You don't know what you want until we'll tell you. Yeah.
2: So I used to, I remember my my best friend um, was like, I used to call her fancy girl because well, she used to go, we would go to Target. She would buy all these tchotchkes. So me being all in her business, started to keep track of my phone. Like, mm-hmm. Because I knew she was going to complain the next time I went on vacation. I can never afford vacation. I said, well, the last three months, you spent, she was like, this is why I don't go nowhere with you. This is why you got three friends. I said, you mad? Or oh, you want to go on vacation? She said, I, want to go. I said, well, it's your target money that needs to you go tar- to Morocco, <laughs> right? Target's yeah, a part so, of your budget. <laughs> no, but you know, so because it wasn't like she was buying anything that was like really moving. Because I asked her, do you remember what you bought at Target in the last three months? No, but Morocco, I still remember when I went to Istanbul, Morocco, Greece, you know, years later. So I don't want you to have less of a life. I want your spending to be more meaningful to you.
1: You know what, Tiffany? I, I, I be joking a lot, but you are absolutely that. right. Sometimes I just be buying stuff, cause stuff. I, I this is terrible. I'm sorry, uh, budget needs to uh, dream builder fam, dream catcher fam. <laughs> Sometimes I go on Amazon. I'd be like, what's the deal of the day? Ooh, <laughs> a, a charger. Uh, that will charge your cell phone and warm your socks up. Nice. <laughs> then when this stuff comes to the mail, I'll be like, what was I even thinking? Listen, I'm going to tell you, but let's talk throw you on the bus just a little bit. <laughs> Sometimes this doggone stuff come in the mail, and it, Melissa, we was joking. I said, "Girl, you got a lot of packages." You said, "Sometimes it feel like Christmas. I just like stuff coming to with my name on it. It's like a gift. Like you bought it. I don't care. It feels like a gift because I don't, I don't forgot I bought it. And when it come, I will be like, "Oh, I did, I did order that." <laughs> I'm
2: telling you, the, the Pantene commercial that got me ordering stuff too. So I'm not even mad because I literally am like every day I feel like it was because you know also too. I'm sure you guys get like these packages that people send you. Like you want to t-shirt I did not request this t-shirt but I wear it yes
1: (laughs) can you tag me in it yes okay This ain't no even trade. I'm sorry, y'all must say it, and I don't never say it. <laughs> it is not it. no even trade for you to send me your shirt for free and I wear it and tag you. I done made you heavens know how much, yes. and all I got is a shirt and straps. Yes. And I don't. Here's the thing: I don't mind if I feel like tagging short, especially if I ask or you
2: said, "Can I?" I'm like, if you send me something random, I'm gonna wear it now. But I might not. People are like, um, I saw you wore it. I'm like, Lord, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but but honestly, I, and that's okay because I like, for example, if you have it, like I remember Oprah said that she had to learn the lesson because even as you start to make money, especially us folk, sometimes it's hard for us to make the transition. Like you ain't broke no more. You ain't broke no more. It's hard. Oprah said, Oprah said that she had went into a store and it was a shirt and it was $400 and she couldn't decide on which color she wanted. And she was like really torn. And she said, her friend was like, Sir, ma- ma'am, get both. Four hundred dollars to Oprah is like two cents to us. Yeah. But That's even Oprah me. was having a hard time. Like, four hundred dollars.
1: That poverty be be a it be a yes. hold on you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. I I have a hard time like letting go. Like Tiffany, it's okay. You're not broke no more. Because you know you're like, oof, how much is parking? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm,
1: Ten dollars. Let, Let me tell you what, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa. This is the best thing about Melissa. It ain't <laughs> even the money sometimes. It's the line. She done buy eight things the line. Four people, you know what? I ain't really need none of this nope. stuff anyway. If that line got zero people, the stuff is sold. Four people, she like, oh, that might be seven minutes, 10, 12. Yeah. I don't like a line. That's why but I don't like my The line is, the less the chance of her buying. That's why Amazon be getting you. Yes, it Ain't is. no dog online down to the No, I've been, li- these days, I'm like, ooh, these Facebook ads, these damn Facebook
2: ads. Oh, like, ooh, the kids would love the magnetic blocks. Do they have to magnetic blocks? They don't even know they need that. They need it. I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna. Hunt. Last night, yesterday, I bought a, a a blanket. Yesterday, one of my friends, the influencer, and it's some. She hikes. Meanwhile, I don't hike. It's some blanket that's made out of um uh, um. I don't know, like material that you like sleeping bag material, or I could have just bought a twenty dollar sleeping bag and just opened it up. I don't bought that hundred dollar blanket. Like, girl, I bought that blanket, and I thought about it like. You know, you got sitting back in, in, the, um, in the garage, right? You know, you could just open it up and just lay that down at the park. I was like, damn, damn. So I, yeah, I am, I I, I could get tricked by the ads too. So don't oh, feel
1: Oh, I bought it. something off an ad. I had bought, there was a place that make a uh, thick boy swimsuits <laughs> and we was going to Hawaii and I'm a thick boy. I bought one, <laughs> them Instagram ad people had a meeting on my timeline. <laughs> I'm talking about. They got all kind of stuff. They said, I said, oh, what's this? And you buy one thing, it'd be like baby, who hootie who we yes. got one. Everybody, Kevin's buying stuff. Here goes a shirt, an undershirt <laughs> that's fake spanks. So people won't know that he's wearing spanks. And I said, Listen, don't don't mind me, y'all. I said, What what? This is a who? What's what's the extra large feel like? Can I breathe good? Yes, yes. no, yes. it's
2: it's hard and honestly. That is what's hard about it is because we're tempted all day yeah. long. That's why creating a plan for your money and all, including in the plan, you know, if you have it, including the plan to have fun with your money as well. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if you don't include that, like, Hey, I just came into a thousand dollars. I'm going to put this much toward bill, this much for this, but then this much to just enjoy because yes. you're human and you, and you yeah. deserve to enjoy as well. I love that.
1: <sighs> Tiffany, you are great. Uh, I really I, I'm sorry, babe. I didn't mean Go ahead. to you. I, I really enjoy this conversation. I love your, your style. I've been missing the first time I've heard you speak, but it's the first time we had an extended mm-hmm. interview. I think you have, the most important thing that I think you have is uh realistic steps yeah. that mm-hmm. anybody can take and there's no shame i don't feel no shame towards you you ain't beating me up over the head for how i got here none of that stuff i don't feel like well, you, a lot of financial stuff you just be like they just yeah. make you feel dumb and stupid yeah. why you don't do this Are you still there for you 27 i would be like you know what i don't need this <laughs> yeah forget you in your little financial book <laughs> shut up but yours is more of a soothing yeah, light yeah, and, and I, I want to reiterate to people that Melissa and I have not been always where we are now. And we spent more of our life still yes. in the place where we need the Tiffany's of the world. We only been having about a good two, three years. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, that dog on Corolla got drove. <laughs> you hear me? That dog on Corolla was like another you. I mean, you should, timing bell off. That's going to give me another six months, $1,000. <laughs> you know, and I think I want our people to have a plan. Yes. And then be able to institute that plan for themselves and then teach that plan to their children. So mm-hmm. we I mean, we are we black. We already starting behind
0: right. the mm-hmm. eight ball. Right. So let's
1: if we don't have to start behind in this way, mm-hmm. you know, at least that's that's better. And the last thing I want to say, and I want to toot your horn a little bit. You also got to live. Yeah. You can't just be existing just to pay bills and everybody else happy because Sally May going to be happy because mm-hmm. Sally May and them. They took our student loan money and they vacationed down in the Caribbean yes. because they had like a trillion dollar year. Mm-hmm. They took that. So how? If they having fun with my student loan money, I know I better be down to somebody's That's beach it. with this belly out. Mm-hmm. I know that <laughs> much. So shoot them, dog on credit card companies. Your rent. Everybody who's taking your money is living a little. You should live a little too. That's all I want to say. No, now where can they get your book so they can? Apparently,
0: uh, a lot of people even on our Patreon are very yeah. familiar, or they're part of the. It's
2: Dreamcatcher Academy. Literature oh, Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Academy. yeah, Literature Academy. Okay. Yeah. So I do I have a Facebook group, which is all free, but then I do have an online school, the Literature Academy. But yeah, the, the book is available at the book name Get GoodwithMoney.com. Like I said, even if because my rule is even if you can't afford to pay or buy something from you still get help. That's why we have yeah. so many things for free. You know, because yeah. you can't say I can't say that I'm a teacher and for the people and not provide an avenue for people to get to a space where, you know, they can afford something. And even if not, I'm all the way good, you know? Truly, yeah, yeah. You know? So, so, <laughs> no, I am, honestly. Like, I always think about that way. Like, this book even is really like a love letter to my people because although they pay well, the way it's amortized over like a year and a half, I make more than that in a month, you know? Like, right. so, like, in, in business, not you take home. Well, sometimes you take home, but you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but meaning that, you know, all the work and stuff I put in it, like, it's not monetary. The, the money is not the same. Yeah, so I did yeah. this because I said, I wanted a tool, a guide, a step by step. Like literally when you read the book, it is a teacher that it's like, there's actually homework in the book. Step one, do this. Here's a little homework to check for understanding. Step two, do this. Oh, you need a spreadsheet done. Here you go. Oh, you need a calculator. Done. Here you go. I told you to open up a bank account. Not sure which one. Done. Here you go. I give you everything. If you know how to read, write, add, subtract, I got you. Yeah. But it's all available at getgoodwithmoney.com. You can get the toolkit. If you're not sure where you are as far as financial wholeness, if you scroll down on that page, there's a quiz, like a like a, a one minute quiz you can take. And it'll tell you what percentage of financial wholeness you've already achieved. And like yeah, the book is there. It is a New York Times bestseller, which is let them
1: know, Tiffany.
2: Insane. Less than half a percentage of books ever make that list. About a hundred thousand so books a year come out, and less than five hundred make a New York Times bestsellers list. And we made two lists. Two lists. That's amazing. With a black woman on the cover talking about money. That's amazing. So it's just like you know, it when you step into like what you are created for, it's just amazing. Like what. You know what God has set aside for you, if you only lean into it. I promise you that even the things that are hard now for those who are listening, who are like, "But I'm broke. Bro- I, have bro- I have been broke. I have been broke broke longer than I have been rich rich."
1: Listen, you we, know? boy, we've been together for <laughs> twenty years. Twenty years. Broke broke seventeen. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, it wasn't even hard. We had fun being yeah. bro. We went down to the mall and looked at all the stuff people were Oh, that's not. We tried stuff down. <laughs> I tell Remember you. Wilson Leather. We tried Wilson Leather stuff. Yeah, we had Wilson Leather. Well, yes, have Wilson
2: Le- that squirrel leather. We had that squirrel leather place. We oh, so, okay. love Wilson Leather. Me looks so weird down there. And- <laughs> that's the right back yo this i was 33 nice years old it. living li- living in a room like like it was a dorm but i had a good time had a great like, time you can be you there is joy to be found no matter what stage you are in life so Listen, don't think that you have to have a lot in order to enjoy a lot so that is you, available to you at any time
1: yes tiffany the budgetista
2: love
0: it okay uh okay to close out can you give them you know where to find the book uh if they wanted to follow you on instagram or on facebook
2: and I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I'm at the Budget Nista on all the social uh, platforms. Um, and yeah, getgoodwithmoney.com if you want to cop the book and learn more about me and what I'm working on. Perfect,
0: perfect, perfect. Thank you so very much, Tiffany. This has been great. I hope you at home and all of our listeners have learned something today. I know I certainly did enjoy this conversation. Please make sure that you support uh, Tiffany and all of her endeavor endeavors and get her book get good with money at getgoodwithmoney.com until the next time bye Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: thank
0: you